Praise the Lord, everyone, and welcome to Heritage Apostolic Tabernacle this wonderful Wednesday evening. We invite everyone listening to join us at 3120 South Walnut Street here in Muncie uh, for our 11:15 service. All are invited, and we look forward to seeing you. Today's title is Trusting God's Plan. Trusting God's Plan. We're going to look at Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11, and then go to Hebrews chapter 11, verses 1 through 3. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11, actually one of my favorite scriptures. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you an expected end. Hebrews chapter 11, verses 1 through 3, says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which were seen were not made of things which do appear. Again, a very familiar scripture there. Trusting God's plan. Shannon Adler says this, Fear is the glue that keeps you stuck, but faith is the solvent that sets you free. It is important for us to understand this evening that to trust God's plan, we have to have faith in God first. However, we must also believe that we do have a purpose in our life and a direction that we need to go from there. Jeremiah, when he first received his call in Jeremiah chapter 1, the Lord spoke to him and said, Before you were even in your mother's womb, I knew you and I had a plan for you. There's a plan for us. And Jeremiah repeats that here in Jeremiah chapter 29 to let us know that the plan that God has, there is an expected end and it's a good expectation. It all starts with faith. Faith is easy to talk about, but difficult to walk by. Paul declares in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7, For we walk by faith and not by sight. We walk by faith, but not by what we see or things that are in front of us. The definition for faith is complete trust or confidence in someone or something. And the very first word that shows up when you look for synonyms for faith is trust. Trust and faith in God is understanding and realizing that most things are out of your control and you have to trust God in the direction you're going. We see this with the three Hebrew boys and with Daniel and the lions then. They trusted the plan that God had for them in their lives, but they're also willing to place their complete life in the hands of God. They knew, the three Hebrew boys knew, if I don't bow down, I could very well end up in a fiery furnace. Daniel knew, if I keep praying, I'm going to end up in a lion's den. But yet they still did what they were called to do. That's faith, and that's trust in God. Because at any moment, their lives could have ended. And they had to be okay with that. And that's a big thing to think about right now. Are we okay with whatever direction God takes us? And are we willing to accept whatever's at the end of that trail? They had to come to terms with whatever's going to happen in this moment is not going to alter my walk with God. Whatever comes our way, we will still serve the Lord. This takes me to my next part of the lesson. To really trust in God, we cannot live by fear. We must learn to keep fear in its place. Now, we're going to fear. There's going to be things that come and startle us, but we can't live in the spirit of fear. 
Isaiah chapter 41, verses 10 through 13 says this, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Behold, all that they were in incensed against thee shall be ashamed and confounded. They shall be as nothing, and they that strive with thee shall perish. They shall seek them and shall not find them, even them that contended with thee. They that war against thee shall be as nothing and as a thing of naught. For I, the Lord thy God, will uphold thy right hand, saying unto thee, Fear not, I will help thee. Jesus addresses everything that could come against us that could cause fear. Someone comes against us, don't worry, I'm there. Somebody talks bad about us, don't worry, I'm there. A situation arises that's difficult, don't fear, I'm going to be there for you. That's important for us when we're trusting and having faith in God. Knowing that whatever we're facing, God's going to see us through. If we lack trust in God, we're constantly going to second guess our movements and the direction He's taking us. Fear can easily control our lives and keep us from trusting God's plan. The enemy would love nothing more than to confuse you and cause fear upon your life. That causes our responses to change when God calls us to do something. If the enemy can make you doubt the direction you're going, it's easier to get, to, get, to get you to change the directions that God's taking you. I've heard so many times lately we have to trust the process. Things like learning how to do something. Directions. Do we follow the directions? Sometimes we do. Men have a hard time at doing that. Recovering from a sickness or injury. Paying off debt or working through a difficult situation. We must learn to trust the plan that was put in place by doctors, counselors, or educators. And we don't always have a hard time doing that. But the same thing is true with God. We ask God to lead our lives, but as soon as we go down a path, or we come across something that's a little difficult, or something we quite don't understand, we begin to panic, we question our trust in Him, and then we try to take control back. Listen, if we're going to completely trust in God, and we're going to allow Him to lead us and guide us, then we have to be comfortable in any situation we come in. Again, we can't leave the door open for the enemy to come and attack us. And if he knows that when we go through this type or that type of situation, that we start losing trust in God, then those are the things that He's going to continuously uh, throw up at us. And those are going to be the, the blocks that's always going to come in our way. If He knows that, hey, in this situation, trust is going to be failing. We've got to make sure we're always trusting, always ready, always depending on God. That's how it works a lot of times. Um, from the processes. We have, we have to understand that God has laid out things for our life. God has laid out plans for our life. God has given us direction in our lives. God knows right now where you're going to be a year from now. Now, when we ask and we pray, hey God, I really want to be at this place, and that aligns in God's will, you may not take the path that you think you should take. 
I've learned growing up in my ministry, uh, being younger and knowing having a call in God in my life, and even had it confirmed by several ministers, um, you know, evangelists, people that were not familiar with who I was, who my family was. Uh, multiple times, I remember one situation when I was younger, probably about 10 or 11 years old, and an evangelist came through our church and just called me out and said, Hey, this young man has a gift and a calling. He's going to preach. He's going to minister. And knowing that and hearing that and it confirming um, what God gave in my life and confirming that direction, knowing that that's what God had for me, uh, there were moments that as I became to uh, be an older teenager that I became, I'd become frustrated because I felt like, God, like you promised this was going to happen. It's not happened yet. What's going on? And I've learned over the years that I wasn't ready. And if you're young in ministry, I encourage you, continue to stay under your pastor. Just because you get word today that God's going to do something great in your life doesn't mean you go straight to the throne. David's a good example of that. David was taken out of the pasture, anointed king, and then was sent back to the pasture. You know what that probably did for him? We think about Joseph. Okay? Joseph, the coat of many collars, was blessed, was anointed, had dreams. But it was years and years and situation after situation that took place to finally get him in the authority place, the authority stature that God had promised he was going to get to. Don't rush the process. You're learning valuable lessons right now in your walk with God that you're going to need when God finally puts you in that place of promise. Psalm chapter 23, verse 4 through 6 says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff shall comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. David makes this statement because he has lived through the process. He can look at someone like you or me and say, you know what? I've been there. I've done it. Trust it. Trust God's plan in your life. I'm sure he never would have thought it would have been a lion and a bear. I'm sure he never would have thought he was going to have to face a Goliath or even Saul. I bet he didn't even think he was going to have to go through the situation he did with Bathsheba. But it was all laid out in his life to make him the man that he became. David lets us know that we may get led down difficult paths, but we cannot fear the direction that we are taking because God is right there with us. We have to realize that even if it's down our path that scares us or a path that intimidates us, that He's still with us. And He would never lead us down a path of destruction or failure. God's not going to allow you to be destroyed in the middle of the path that He has for you. Psalms chapter 56, verse 3, NIV says this, When I am afraid, I put my trust in you. Notice fear does come. But as soon as fear comes, David lets us know that he takes his hands off the situation and trusts in God. That has to be our response when fear comes. I trust you, God. Here it is. Versus us trying to figure it out on our own. Fear is stronger than our reaction sometimes as a human. 
but it's not going to be stronger than faith. And fear will never be stronger than our trust in God as long as we keep a good relationship with Him. Again, we trust people that we have a relationship with. If we don't have a relationship with Him, it's hard for us to trust. David was a man after God's own heart. David experienced these moments firsthand. Again, it all comes back to faith and trust in God. The three Hebrew boys and Daniel all experienced the moment they had to set aside fear and allow God to work in their lives. They didn't know what was going to come next. They didn't know what was going to happen. But thanks be to God, he stayed faithful. Daniel chapter 6, verse 23, look at this. Daniel was caught praying again. He was thrown in the den of lions. And verse 23 makes it all worth it. The king was overjoyed and gave orders to lift Daniel out of the den. And when Daniel was lifted from the den, no wound was found on him because he had trusted in his God. Trust got him out of the lion's den alive. And if we continue to read in Daniel chapter 6, we find out that it was through this trial that the king would turn and identify God as the one true God. Who would have known Daniel had to go through that to get a prayer answered? Because I'm sure that Daniel was praying for this Babylonian control to accept Jesus and to accept God and understand God is the one true king. He's our Jehovah Jireh. He's our provider. He was hoping that would happen. Who knew that this would be the path he had to go down for this king to truly understand who God was? Daniel finds himself in the lion's den. It isn't fair. He did everything he was supposed to do. But life still became difficult. We don't always understand why things happen, but we will still have to trust in the plan of God in our lives. How can he ever show us his glory, his power, and his authority if we never go through a trial that needs him? If I never have to invoke faith, how is God going to show that he's faithful? If I never have to take my hands off something and trust Him, how am I ever going to find that God's trustworthy? We have to have these moments in our lives to grow. Common sense says, Daniel will be dead before the stone rolls away in the morning. But a miracle took place that day. It only reaffirmed the direction that Daniel was on. But it began to alter the paths of those around him. The detours that you are taking is just God's opportunity to swing by and help someone with their walk with God. Listen, I understand we don't like valleys, but sometimes valleys take us to people that we've never met before. And it's in those valleys that we can pull somebody up, and as we begin to ascend into that mountain, we can take them with us. Don't always look at the trials and tribulations you go through as a death sentence. Understand there's things that we have to learn from these moments. Thank you for tuning in this week. I pray that God continues to be with you and your family. Take some time to pray with your family. And remember, to always trust the plan of God. Thank you, and we'll see you Sunday evening.